Unencumbered by political correctness, undeterred in her mission to spread the truth, unafraid to be a true conservative, she's unapologetic, uncompromising, unwavering, and an undeniably powerful voice when we need it most. This is Rose Unplugged. Well, the holidays are right around the corner, and that means one thing shopping, my favorite thing to do. And it's very easy to do if you go to MyPillow.com because they've got just about everything. The Giza sheets, I love them. They feel as comfortable and wonderful as they did when I first bought them. And your dog deserves something too, right? I have the dog beds for Tucker. I've got the pillows. The slippers are my favorite, not just for myself, but I give them as gifts. People love those. There are so many items at MyPillow.com. If you haven't checked it out, do so now. MyPillow.com, but please, if you order anything, you'll get a better discount if you use promo code ROSE. MyPillow.com, promo code ROSE. Joining me today on Rose Unplugged is someone I've had on numerous times in the past. I love this guy. He's a Fox News legal analyst, commentator, formerly worked as a defense attorney and adjunct law professor. And I've had him on to talk about one of his books, the, one of the ones that went to the New York Times bestselling list, and that was The Russia Hoax, The Illicit Scheme to Clear Hillary Clinton and Frame Donald Trump. That was a great success. It was full of good information. Well, guess what? He's got a new book. It's The Constitution of the United States and other patriotic documents. He is Greg Jarrett, and he is with us today to talk about this book. And I'm so glad, Greg, that you decided to write this book. It's I love that you not only look at the founding fathers, but but others throughout history that made such a great contribution to this country and understood how valuable the foundation of this country was to go forward. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to write this book. Well, Rose, it's great to be with you. You would think it would be easy to find a copy of the Constitution not printed overseas, not full of progressive speeches and and not hobbled by deconstructed quibbling about our history. Uh, But sadly, the state of American publishing is not good. And as I looked across uh, the various retailers and publishers, I was amazed to find that I You couldn't locate what I was looking for, a patriotic, complete American-made selection of our greatest documents, 65 of them uh, spanning the course of of two centuries. So I decided to put it together myself. Uh, And, you know, this doesn't promote an agenda. Um, It contains essential conservative documents as well as liberal ones, but it is philosophically patriotic. I see it as a a tribute to the many patriots who made America great. We are a luminous beacon of hope for liberty, prosperity, and justice throughout the world. And so in this book, you can read our nation's most important documents, speeches, letters, addresses, uh, many of which changed the course of history. These are inspiring words, galvanizing ideas, that shaped America, our virtues, our aspirations, and our ideals. You know, and that's what I like about it, because oftentimes, you know, people will focus maybe just on the founding fathers, and they deserve a lot of focus. But what you've done is said, look, not only did we have a great beginning with these great men and women, but we have seen this kind of spirit throughout, as you said, 
several centuries, a couple of centuries. And one of the things that I always um, appreciated was the idea of liberty, because that liberty is what allowed us to become that beacon. That liberty is what allowed us to pursue our dreams. And, you know, I love that our founding fathers believe that anyone could be a success. They came from a country where it was believed that your success only resided in your station in life, but they believed that every one of us had great potential. Every one of us had genius and all that we had to do, the best way to explore and cultivate that was through liberty. And that's what they've done. But what I like is that you chose people to highlight that understood that because a lot of them, and we're going to talk about a few of them that are in your book, a lot of them based their great their greatness came from the idea that we were a free people because that really is the foundation isn't it greg oh it absolutely is and i'm glad you brought up that point look our founding documents don't guarantee prosperity and happiness um, but they promise to create a government in which you are free to pursue it it's an aspiration uh, you, you can seek your own happiness and prosperity if, if you work hard and have good ideas. And that's really what our founders were looking for when they created this uh, new and unique government of the people, by the people, and for the people. They believe that, you know, uh, the government uh, isn't run uh, by unelected bureaucrats or monarchs or tyrants, but but it, it it's a government in which the people have the final say over their future course. And so you will read uh, the words of John Adams, uh, the warnings of George Washington in his farewell address, uh, Frederick Douglass, Abraham Lincoln, Susan B. Anthony, Teddy Roosevelt, Ronald Reagan, there are some really unique documents in here. For example, the, the theoretical physicist Albert Einstein sent a secret letter uh, to FDR warning him that the Nazis were attempting to develop a new and frighteningly powerful weapon, an atomic bomb. And, hmm. and that alarming letter is what triggered the covert operation known as the classified Manhattan Project that really – uh, change the world as we know it. So that letter is included as one of the most important documents in our nation's history. And and forgotten. I, until you mentioned that right now, I vaguely remember that story. But these are stories that need to be kept alive. These are stories that need to be repeated and told to our children. That's why I think I'm so glad that the book is available because this is a great Christmas gift, but this is a gift to families. This is a gift that you you read these and you teach your children from this book. I mean, it's an educational book, Greg. You did a great job. It's Thank amazing. you. And, you know, uh, I, I, I tell people, don't buy one, buy two and give yes. one to your child's teacher. Oh, uh, because yes. Unfortunately, and this is one of the reasons why I wrote the book. Uh, there are several, but, you know, the education system in America uh, sadly, is failing our young people. They do not teach the fundamentals of American history right. and the basics of civics, how our government works. Uh, and so I hope this book fills that gap. And I wish that, that teachers in, in high school would use this as a template, a useful tool to explain 
uh, to their students, not just how our society and our government operates, but the many cherished freedoms that we enjoy and often take for granted. You know, oftentimes, too, I think particularly now in the we find ourselves in a place where we want instant gratification. We want to see immediately the results of our efforts. And, you know, Greg, when you think about it, and one of the people that you featured in your book is Elizabeth Cady Stanton, and she and Susan B. Anthony were really good friends. But it reminds me, before we get to that, it reminds me of the Founding Fathers, because what they did, what they secured for us over 200 and some years ago, was something that that caused them to risk their lives, their fortunes, their sacred honor, as they said. But more than that, more than that, they knew going into this that they may not really fully appreciate or enjoy the fruits of what they had accomplished. Some of them might not even live to appreciate that, but they weren't doing it for themselves. They were doing it for a generation of people they would never know. And when I think about, I was so glad to see Elizabeth Cady Stanton in the book, because when I think about Elizabeth Stanton and I think about her dear friend, Susan B. Anthony, I'm reminded of a letter that she wrote. Oh, it was for Stanton's birthday. Susan B. Anthony wrote to her and said, little did we dream that when we started this, you know, we were optimistic, we were full of hope and, and what comes with youth. But a half a century later, we would be compelled to leave the finish of the battle to another generation of women. They knew, even after they fought that long, a half a century, for the women's right to vote, for, for equality for women, they knew that they were not going to see the end of that battle. And you know what? It was disappointing, but they were okay with that because they understood that they laid a very important foundation for the next generation of women. And a lot of the people in your book did the same thing. Yes, there were so many uh, heroes in American history, but women are often overlooked, which is why I included uh, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, Victoria Woodhull, uh, Susan B. Anthony, uh, their incredible speeches that altered public opinion and eventually led uh, to the right uh, for women to vote. But the human uh, the, the, the suffrage movement mm-hmm. uh, took a very, very long time and you know, women are still fighting for equal opportunity in housing, uh, education, the workplace. So the battle is not over. But uh, these three women, I think, were pivotal in pushing the movement along. But there are others. For example, uh, Frederick Douglass, uh, Booker T. Washington, uh, also were I- important in the elimination of human bond slavery in America. Uh, Douglas was a confidant of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, He argued that we the people does not mean we the white people. He deplored the cruelty and deprivation Mm -hmm. uh, that rendered four million of our fellow countrymen, he said, in chains and sold on the auction block with horses, sheep, and swine. Those moving words changed the dynamic in America. Uh, and I think influenced Abraham Lincoln tremendously uh, during the Civil War. So, because you can't really write a book like this or compile such important documents and speeches without including Ronald Reagan, who was perhaps one of the greatest speakers of our time, my time anyway. Yeah, I selected four of Ronald Reagan's most memorable addresses. 
you know, he was vaulted to the national stage in 1964 with his famous time for choosing speech that all of America, it seemed, was watching. Uh, he warned of an all-too-powerful government controlling our lives. He was right. And then in his uh, first inaugural address, he, he famously said, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Um, but his greatest speech, I think, the one that really had a great impact on the world was when he stood at the Brandenburg Gate challenging Gorbachev to tear down this wall. And, of course, two years later, the wall came crumbling down, and so did the Soviet Empire, ending the Cold War. All of his advisors urged him not to deliver uh, those famous words. He ignored them, went with his instincts, said those words, and it transformed the world. You have a piece in foxnews.com, and one of the things that you said was that the common denominator among all of the men and women that you chose to highlight that was that they had a faith in our country's greatness, and they were devoted to patriotism. Greg, right now, I mean, we are we're kind of at a point in our country, at least, where we don't really appreciate patriotism. In fact, there is a faction here that don't even like that word. They're turned off by it. Do you feel that? Do you see that yourself? Oh, I do. You know, and it begins with our education system, right. as I say, yes. which I think is failing. Instead of teaching history and civics and an appreciation for the cherished liberties that we have. Instead, you know, students these days are, are shamed uh, into uh, and indoctrinated into believing uh, these sort of woke extremist critical race theories in which everyone and everything should be viewed through the lens of race. Uh, that that if the color of your skin is dark, you are a victim and you are oppressed. Uh, if your skin is light colored, you are an oppressor and a victimizer. You know, it's sort of like Stockholm syndrome. Mm-hmm. And it, is it any wonder that that hatred uh, seems to be rising to the top? Just look recently at the horrific anti-Semitism that yes. seems to have taken over our country with these uh, pro-Palestinian glorification of Hamas terrorists. Uh, I mean, it's reprehensible. But part of the problem is because uh, students don't understand America's greatness and our liberties and our cherished rights. If they did, I think it would give them pause uh, to do what they're doing. I agree. And one of the things, too, like when you think about this book and why I think it's a great idea, a Christmas gift. And I like your idea, buy more than one, because there are a lot of people who you could pass this book on to, but it would be a great teaching tool for our children. And I often think, Greg, about one of the things that Thomas Paine said is that what we obtain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. And he he talked about how putting a proper price on things. And he said it would be strange if, if so celestial an article is freedom, would not be highly rated. And when I think about that, I think about how many of us, particularly those of us who are parents, we think about those things that we want to pass on to our children. I just recently lost my father so that there was, there was an inheritance. But you, when you think about what, what is the greatest thing that you could pass on to your children, it's not that car in the garage, it's not the money in the bank, but it is liberty. It is the, the love of liberty. 
And and that's sure. when I think about Paine's words, and they just resonate so strongly. You know, Thomas Paine, his famous common sense series of printed articles that were published in newspapers and, and read so widely, really changed America's uh, opinion about continuing to align itself with Great Britain and, and seeking their own self-determination and independence. And I think people don't fully appreciate how uh, galvanizing his words were when he wrote, resolution is our inherent character, courage mm. hath never forsaken us. Uh, so I have selected a portion of, of Thomas Paine's Common Sense of course you did. for Perfect. readers to examine. Perfect. I love it. So let's talk. I want to talk a little bit about Hunter Biden. But before we do, let's talk about where we can get a copy of the book. And we're talking, by the way, to Greg Jarrett. He's the author of the newest book, The Constitution of the United States and Other Patriotic Documents. Where can we get that, Greg? Well, it's uh, now available in bookstores nationwide. Um, You know, you walk into your Barnes and Noble, you can get it, or your local bookstore around the corner. You can order it online at uh, HarperCollins.com, Amazon.com, and you know, get it delivered to your doorstep. That's often the easy way yes. to do it. You can get it. You can get it on Kindle electronically as well. All right. Thanks for that. Okay. And real quick, if you don't mind, I do want to, I know you just wrote something recently too about Hunter Biden. He's avoiding testifying and you say that's his twisted sense of entitlement. Explain that to us. And what is going on for those of us who don't understand all this, the legalese, but does, isn't he compelled to, to, to respond to this subpoena? Sure. He was served with a subpoena for his testimony at a closed-door deposition, which is normal uh, before the House Oversight Committee. Uh, But Hunter responded by saying, oh, well, I'm only going to appear if if the proceeding is public, which always happens after the deposition. Uh, You know, as I wrote in my column, apparently he wasn't paying attention at (laughs) Yale Law School. Uh, you know, a subpoena is an order. The law compels you to comply. You don't get to dictate the terms and conditions. But, you know, it's so typical of Hunter Biden. He thinks he's above the law and special. Uh, so he's trying to avoid the subpoena deposition because he knows the people who will be questioning him are not members of the committee, but the smart investigators that work for the committee oh. who have examined all of the financial records And those records don't lie. And, you know, it's uh, volumes of incriminating evidence of bribery, money laundering, tax fraud, foreign lobbying crimes. So, you know, if Hunter Biden lies under oath in the deposition, that's additional felonies he would be facing. So, you know, he knows they've got the goods on him and he's trying to weasel his way out of it. Can he? Well, the only thing he's got going for him is his father. Uh, The committee's problem is they can hold him in contempt, but only Joe Biden's own Department of Justice can actually enforce the contempt and the subpoena against Hunter. Uh, You know, so is the big guy going to allow that? Well, if if past his prologue, uh, not under Merrick Garland, who's been running a protection racket for the Biden family. 
Well, and you know, it's interesting, too, because we're talking about your book, The Constitution of the United States and Other Patriotic Documents, and you talk about our founding fathers and the things that they were concerned about going forward. That's why we've seen the doc. That's why we have the documents that they drafted and, and the letters that you feature in your book. One of the things that you said in, in the article that you wrote about this is that Joe Biden is what our founders feared. Can you explain that? It is, uh, which is why they put uh, high crimes, misdemeanors, bribery, treason as impeachable offense. Uh, you know, as John Adams uh, warned, and this is, is in my book, uh, unscrupulous men in power, if left unchecked, would become, quote, ravenous beasts of prey destroying our government. And you know, he's right about that. And haven't we seen that? I wrote my first two books, The Russia Hoax and Witch yes. Hunt, about unelected uh, bureaucrats who, uh, you know, seized the reins of power and abused their authority to try to bring down a duly elected president with what turned out to be the greatest mass delusion in American political history. I mean, that's what Adams worried about. Ben Franklin worried about it. George Washington uh, fretted about it. Uh, Potent engines of unprincipled men, he said, would undermine freedom. So there were warning signs. These these founders were prescient, and they feared someone like Joe Biden, who uh, would be willing to sell out America's national security to get rich, which is why they put bribery and treason as an impeachable offenses in the Constitution. We are certainly living in interesting times, Greg. We really are, aren't we? Yeah, we, we certainly are. Greg Jarrett, Fox News legal analyst, also the author of so many good books. We've talked about them before, but this recent one, this recent one is a great gift idea, not just for your family, but other families. And as Greg suggested, perhaps even a teacher, the book is The Constitution of the United States and Other Patriotic Documents. Greg, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I just like you so much. You're such a good guy. Well. That's very kind of you, and I always enjoy talking with you, Rose. Let's uh, do it again soon. We will. Thank you so much.